Welcome to MVCCPOV, Voices from the Valley. We have two special guests. We have the advisors from the MSA, the Muslim Student Association, as well as the Arab Student Union. Uh, so we have Sundis Mata McCarthy and also Dr. Nina Shoman Jahani. Belated Happy Mother's Day to you and welcome to MVCC POV. Thanks Thank for you. having us. So inside of being the advisors for these student groups and also being mothers, how does your, is there a nurturing nature that, that goes into being the advisors for these student groups? I'd say I feel like I, I take a lot of them in as if they were my children as well, although they're adults with their own thoughts, but you have to help guide them um, in a lot of aspects, not, not just with their academics, but some, sometimes they get in situations on campus because they're in college, um, a little further away from home um, because they don't have their parents here to, to watch what they do. So sometimes they need some guidance and they look for it um, in a way that they feel comfortable with. So, um, I mean, I've, I've worked with Nina as well in ASU before I became the advisor of MSA. And, uh, and I, I feel like we, we definitely had a lot of that and got close to some students and were a big part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I agree with Sundas as well. Um, I think one thing that we continue to reiterate in the Arab Student Union is this focus on family. And many students find these clubs and organizations as a second family and they bond and they get close. And I, I usually tell them, consider me like an older sister. I'm not your mom, mm-hmm. but I'm here to help you, guide you, mentor you. And I tell them that I'm not old enough to be their mom. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to look at me that way. But um, on a serious note, they do really form bonds and, and friendships that exceed just, you know, typical club and organizational relationships. I think they really do consider it like a second home and like a family and spend time outside of you know, Marine Valley together, and I'm in touch with tons of alumni that have graduated from Marine, went through ASU, were involved in different aspects on campus, and uh, they still consider ASU's family. It's just interesting that a campus in a a community college has both an Arab uh, student union and a Muslim student association, and some listeners may not, may collapse that there may not be a need for, for both. So explain the evolution and why why is there both on this particular campus? Well, I mean, there's MSAs across the country, you know, and various capacities on colleges and university campuses. And there's organizations like the Arab Student Union or SJPs or other groups that... Um, SJPs? SJP is Students for Justice in Palestine. There's also other Middle Eastern Student Associations. So there's various groups that I think... Arab, Middle Eastern, or Muslim students gravitate to naturally, but these are also organizations that are open to anybody um, and open to all students, regardless of background. Um, You know, there's this um, differentiating uh, characteristic that we always have to remind people about, and that's that Arabs are not all Muslim. Some may be Christian or of some other faith, and the Arab Student Union is inclusive of all religions and backgrounds. Again, you don't have to be Arab to join. And even if you're non-Muslim, you can be involved in the MSA. But it is a place where Muslim students can come and gather and bond. And Sunnis can speak more to that. But there's a role that each 
organization or club plays on campus, whether it's here or on another campus. And I think it's important that we have both. Um, while we might host some events that are more cultural in aspect and that speak to the diversity of the 22 Arab countries and our Arab American community, uh, the focus is on that Arab heritage and background, whereas Muslims can be of you know, many, many, many different backgrounds. And um, I'll let my colleague speak to that a little bit more. So, yeah, I think Nina definitely hit it on with uh, with MSA and ASU. Just, um, I mean, they there's many students that have been in both clubs in those semesters, and some that strictly want to come to MSA, and some that strictly want to go to ASU, and some that are in like five clubs. But <laughs> students that like to have many interests. But um, in the Muslim Student Association, I've noticed that they they do want to be more focused on their religion. Those are the discussions that they want to have, um, and those are the things that they want to go back to and remind each other of as they struggle through something, you know, whether it be at home or at college or whatnot, and bring them back to their faith as a, as a part of, you know, su- support. Um, and as Nina had mentioned, you know, I mean, you can be of, of any background and be Muslim. I mean, we've had a Muslim convert pretty much every semester as well, which, you know, brings a different perspective in, you know, and they're always seeking that information and wanting that support from the other Muslim students that are on campus because they're still trying to learn and, and find themselves. Um, and even even those who were born Muslim, I, I mean, you still find some of them are still learning and finding that um, their peers are sometimes their best teachers. Inside of well, looking on our website, so when the students may be looking for their group, we have a page that gives an outline of each group. And I notice in the description that you talk about more of what you do and not necessarily the identities. Um, so let maybe explain or expound on some of the things that your groups actually engage in versus, you know, just meet. They don't just meet and converse. They are, they're out in the communities as active act, activists on several levels. A lot, of, uh, a lot of the students in the clubs are also involved in the community as well. So when they um, see something pressing, whether it be with um, Zakat Foundation or another charity out there. Um, like we, at the end of this year, we had that fundraiser for Rohingya to, um, to collect money and we, d- we did it at Blaze Pizza. Um, that was something that the students, they're like, we, we got to do something that supports this and not just, you know, give them money, but to hopefully educate others. So when we put that out there, they say, oh, what's this for? We can talk about it. Um, so, the, I mean, they feel like that's a part of their their faith, and that, that is one of their ways of giving back is to, to reach out to um, different charities every year. Um, at least the last few years, we've partnered with um, ASU and um, also Asian Diversity, and uh, we've, we've done a clothing drive for Syria, you know, so that, you know, we can, we can get these items out to refugee camps. They actually ship them out overseas um, to Jordan and distribute them amongst uh, refugee camps. Uh, so they, they, that's a part of who they are, uh, and a lot of their ideas actually stem from the students, which I feel like is, is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, we try to get them involved in things that that we're passionate about as well. uh, But definitely, you know, focus on what they what they feel comfortable with and what they want to do. They also like bringing in speakers just to educate themselves as well. And um, from some from from some of these charities. And that's how sometimes they get their partnerships and how they get their speakers is they work with some of these charities as part of their fundraiser 
And at some point, they're like, hey, you know, we could really use a speaker about perseverance or about, you know, whatever they might be focused on uh, that month. And a speaker would come out, and we won't have, we won't be charged for it because they already got that partnership. They've already networked with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to echo some of what Sundas was saying in terms of um, community service and some of the things that our students are involved in. I think community service is always a reoccurring theme every year. Every semester we have a project. We partner with an organization. In the Southwest suburbs, we're fortunate there's many organizations that are willing to partner with us. Some of the organizations we've worked with, um, Syrian Community Network, uh, we've worked with Team Palestine for PCRF. We've also worked with organizations that are not necessarily Um, charitable organizations but represent the Arab community like the Arab American Business and Professional Association. We've done workshops, speaking engagements with these organizations. Uh, I think with ASU, one of the things that we've tried to balance throughout the years is a combination of cultural and social educational events and then also uh, political leaning events. And when I say political leaning, they're usually events or panel discussions um, that address issues that are happening in the Arab world or that are issues that are specific to the Arab American community. And I think that by default, the club ends up doing one or two uh, events a year that just speak to issues that Arab Americans or Arab people in general are facing. And sometimes those topics are specific to um, something that is a recent event. It could be a response to something that's happening politically or the political climate. And then other times it could be a reference to a historical event uh, in Palestine, for example. And sometimes we partner with MSA on those events and we find uh, student representatives and community representatives to speak on those events. And then in terms of uh, community service events, I mean, again, that ranges from on-campus community service to off-campus, and ASU started a scholarship about five years ago that was focused on helping Arab students on our campus here at Marine Valley because there's not scholarships out there available specifically for students of Arab descent, or there's very few available nationwide, and so we wanted to do something to help students that aren't recognized um, by the federal government or institutionally as a minority and provide a space and outlet for them to get financial support. And five years later, it's grown and it's been very successful and I'm really proud of that work. Well, you bring up a great point. Um, you got all have been the advisors for these groups over a number of years and the richness of the conversation as well as the participation, I'm sure it has been an evolution. So maybe you can speak on how from the time you've taken over the group or if you've seen it grow over a period of time on campus, maybe you can share for some other folks who may be just starting out either here about a student group. It's a process to get it to really the vitality that you all have your student groups at. I became the advisor to ASU probably about eight or nine years ago. I think I lost count because I was the advisor for about a year, but not officially. And uh, when I started at Marine Valley, I wanted to reach out and get involved in a student club advisor capacity to a certain extent. Um, so I explored some options through student life, but I was also working in multicultural student affairs. And through that uh, specific department, there's a lot of support for um, students of multicultural backgrounds. So by default, I was kind of already involved in that. Uh, the opportunity came up to get involved with ASU. I attended a couple of their meetings, and I wasn't the advisor at the time, but I just remember observing and, and thinking these students really need 
support and guidance. And at the time, um, they didn't really have that. But I knew that the Arab Student Union was an organization that had existed on campus for decades. And, you know, participation probably fluctuated throughout the years. The advisor probably fluctuated throughout the years. There's some faculty members that have been here for a couple of decades that have told me that once upon a time they were the advisor. I think Delwin was advisor. Delwin Jones was advisor at one point. I think Wally Franzek was the advisor at one point or another. So they've had support and different advisors for the years, but not always someone that even represented their cultural background, which is also fine. Um, and so eventually I became the advisor. And I remember the year I became the advisor there were no students that were involved because they had all graduated. I basically had to start from scratch and recruited students, um, you know, that I knew on campus and that were visiting our department and that I knew from the community. And they were a little bit apprehensive in the beginning. And once they got started, just started to get involved, it turned into, I mean, I could probably say on their behalf, just because I know them so well, one of the best college years of their life. And Sundas probably remembers with dad and Amani and Mahmoud and some of these students that were involved and getting um, kind of the, the growth and uh, foundation of the ASU of what it is now started those, you know, eight years ago. And I mean, they did everything from reading stories in Arabic and English in the Children's Learning Center to, you know, promoting, again, Arab culture on campus and, um, you know, promoting the club to a point where, you know, we had dozens of students at meetings and then they were recognized for it at our student life banquet. And it kind of started the momentum, the momentum that we have going, but it takes a lot of effort because these students leave, you know, it's a community college, you're here for a year or two and they're gone. And then it's kind of like reinventing the wheel. But once you get that momentum going and that legacy is kind of you know, continues, I guess, then um, you have student leaders that come in and take on that responsibility and do an excellent job. And now, you know, eight years later, the student clubs are doing a lot of what was happening several years ago. And that's because the previous group set a good example for them. So just thinking back to all of these things are flooding my mind with all these memories. And it's been a lot of work, but good times. Yeah, clearly being an advisor of a student club is very rewarding. Um, <laughs> I got to co-advise with Nina for a while, um, so I, I learned a lot from ASU. Um, and when she was on maternity leave, I got to, to step in a little bit more. And then when I went on maternity leave and came back, that's when I was asked to, to take on MSA. Um, Muslim Student Association. And so Muslim, the Muslim Student Association um, during my time, um, I've only been the advisor for that club for the last three years. Um, it's been on and off, I think, um, for a very, very long time. Um, I don't know when MSA actually had begun, but they've done some pretty amazing things on campus, but they seem to always fall off because, as Nina said, once they graduate, if there's nobody there to like kind of pull it together uh, or help them recruit more students before they leave, um, it's, it's definitely hard to get started back up again. Uh, so my students have been very good at trying to put people in place for the next board before they leave. Mm -hmm. I tell them to at least do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they try to get everybody, you know, get the next president in line and whatnot. And as long as a few of those people are there, the club keeps going. Um, and as long as those people that are continuing on saw what amazing things the club did that previous year, um, this past year, the uh, MSA co-hosted uh, Muslim Youth Expo with CIOGC. Uh, 
so they they co-hosted that um and where they had some amazing speakers they put on a fashion show they had an open mic um and had um just over 300 individuals from the community show up to that and that was pretty amazing um and then uh, like i said before they they did the run for peace again they co-hosted that with arab student union and team palestine for pcrf the palestine children that has a rich background the 5k has been around for a while am i correct this is the seventh year that we're doing the run for peace um team palestine you know um which some of us are are members of and nina's husband runs with the team as well so do i and my husband and suzanne nasser who's a counselor here um but they uh, wanted to put together this 5k and i think we just started off with maybe close to 500 attendees and now we're close to a thousand in a seven-year period yes so it's going really well and last year we raised over forty thousand dollars that went to humanitarian aid overseas which is pretty amazing if i can get my money to double every seven years to wait that's a pretty good turnover some of our students that volunteered for the run for peace you know from asu or msa i mean they've some of them graduate and they come back and they still participate and then we've had couple of our ASU alums run the Chicago Marathon with Team Palestine, which they run every year. And then one of our alums, Kareem Awad, who was one of our student trustees here at Marine a couple of years ago, just graduated from UIC, uh, ran the Bethlehem Marathon in Palestine just last month. It was what, first week of April. He actually helped organize it. Too. Yeah, he helped to organize mm-hmm. the contingent going from here and helped um, with the marathon. And so, you know, he traces that evolution of his involvement in that whole trip to mm-hmm. his involvement here, you know, and he'll say sometimes like, Nina, if it wasn't for ACU or me coming to Marine Valley, I don't know if I would ever be doing this. And he lived in Jordan his whole life and never had the opportunity to go to Palestine, which is right next door until this trip. So Palestine via Marine Valley, mm-hmm. via wow. ASU, via Team Palestine, you know, so it's pretty cool. That's well, it's, really these, it's these networking things, like such as the, the interactions that they've had with Team Palestine. And even, you know, I mean, it was ASU that... Um, we had as the co-hosting club with Team Palestine when the Run for Peace first started, um, an MSA, when MSA came about again, we had um, included that club as well. But I think we have a handful of students who through um, knowing these you know, business professionals out in the field who are helping to put this race together, help um, organize these things, have found other um, avenues to you know, be a part of, you know, we had one student who got to use Russia's studio and Russia's, you know, one of our main organizers and also the MC of the event got to use a studio for one of his college medical center. The Rush medical. No, um, it's uh, Rashad Darwish. He's um, actually one of the organizers and he's the, the main, the main person um, over team Palestine for PCRF. So we've had a few students that have, gotten jobs with different individuals like we, one of our team members owned Subway and somebody needed a job there so got a job you know so little jobs here and there that they were able to pick up just because they've networked with these individuals through the run for peace I like hearing back from the students at the end of the year because they they talk about all these things that they've had to experience and so one of my students who's graduating this year uh, she would even be the first one to say how much she's grown and it's because she was a board member of a club and was challenged far 
far beyond what she could get out of her classroom. And, uh, and you know, I mean, the classroom here is great, of course. The class is here, and um, she definitely has learned a lot. But that, that kind of pushes you outside of, you know, just getting homework or learning a particular subject. Now, putting things into practice, she was a business student, so get in the practice of actually taking on leadership roles. And regardless of what major you're in, that's, mm -hmm. that's a, a good skill to have. And having that practice at a community college, mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, going into then your university and maybe they're trying to find a way for you to fit in. Uh, I think it's amazing. We're setting them up ready to succeed before they even get to their transfer institution. And so I, I'm just so proud of the students that I see and what they say about even their own experiences. They reflect on it because, you know, they say, I, you know, I've, I've grown so much. There's no way I could have done this if I didn't do X, Y, Z in this club. You know, if I didn't put myself out there, if I didn't try to go for these scholarships, if I didn't have somebody there pushing me, if I didn't have these other individuals to go to when, you know, maybe I struggled in a class or struggled with certain things that were happening in my life and I, you know, that was going to push push me back in, in time and, and I was able to keep, keep going. And so I, I just, it's just wonderful watching them grow over, you know, two, three years, however long they're here. Yeah, absolutely. And Sundas can probably attest to this as well. I lost count of how many recommendation letters I've written and how many reference calls I've received. And I think that's one of the things that, I mean, is also kind of a perk of being involved regardless of what organization or club you're involved in. But, you know, because of the nature, I think, of our heritage, and I'm going to just brag a little bit here, just there's this bond and tradition of having each other's back. And it's really important to Arabs and to Muslims, I think, to, to help each other, and it's ingrained in our community. And I think that the students, they come here not only finding a mentor or an advisor or somebody that's reminding them to keep up with their academic studies and, you know, to show up to meetings and so on, but also that somebody, like, that truly has your back and that's proud of you and that is, you know, your cheerleader on the sidelines and that sometimes when they doubt themselves, is rem we're there to remind them, you can do this, you can accomplish this, keep going. Uh, I had spoke about Kareem Awad, one of our former student trustees, but as I was thinking about it, I, you know, four of the last student trustees in the, in the past six years were former ASU uh, board members. And again, like, you know, there was kind of this joke you know one year that like oh you have to go through asu to become the, the student trustee which is not the case of course but i think it's a great example of the leadership that they cultivate in the in the club and then they're able to utilize as student trustees and i mean they go on to do great things beyond marine valley but sometimes when they leave this really comfortable supportive space and they go on to a huge university setting they don't always find that and i think that's why they also come back and they come back and visit and they keep in touch with us and they come to the scholarship event and they still hang out with each other because they found something here that's really difficult to replicate in other spaces so it's really you know again lifelong friendships and relationships that are built here and you know we keep in touch with them as they graduate and it's just really really rewarding as sundas had mentioned before advisor to the Arab Student Union at Moraine Valley, and you've been listening to MVCC POV Voices from the Valley.
This episode of MVCC POV was produced by AWD PhD and edited by Tish Hayes with music by Lakey Inspired. Special thanks to the MVCC Library for supporting the podcast.